Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host. He's the past president, WFCA, WFC Hall of Fame member, associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing good. How'd Vegas go? Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of great weather and, and a lot of relaxation. Hooked up with our good friend, Mike Bartholomew, and it was just a good time. I needed that. Man, good for you. I, You know what? I'm glad that uh, you were able to do that. But now right back in the chair, and here we go again. And uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today at 1030. Doug Sarver, WFC All-Star Game Chairman, is going to join us at 11 o'clock, our current electric. Superhero of the week. Wait till you hear Amber McCormick from McGuanigo High School. My goodness. Got a lot going on, that young lady. And then Dan Brunner. WFC Executive Director and Clinic Chair will join us. But our first guest, Tom, two weeks ago, we started talking about Brad Murphy. And I think during those segments, um, I probably said five times, man, we got to get him on. We got to talk to that man. And five minutes after the show got done, you said, okay, we're, we're good. We're going to have Coach Murphy on uh, in a couple of weeks. So thank you so much for setting that up. We we're joined by, I guess we got to call him the former Head football coach at Madison West. He is Brad Murphy. Coach, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. When we talked about some of the things that you did with the Madison Club team and why, what the soul and 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 the thought process behind it um, was, I, I kept saying, look, I want to talk to this guy. I don't know him. I'd love to have him on the show because I just 100% agree with what you did. I don't know if I would have had the guts to do it because you kind of knew, you know, going into it, you kind of knew there's there's a chance this thing was going to end for you um, as a head coach at Madison West. But I read a bunch of stuff, watched a bunch of uh, of interviews, and you said, look, yeah, I, I did. But the, the mental health of these seniors and juniors and these football kids in this area, when they're watching kids from all over the state play football, and they're sitting at home. They're calling me going, why aren't we playing? And I just thought, man, what you did by stepping out to help these kids, their senior year, their mental health was really, really something special. And thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that absolutely had to happen. Um, you know, we put this in the works over six months ago. You know, I talked to them about this stuff. And I said, you know, if our school district – decided to shut you guys down and not give you an opportunity to play your senior year, we were going to make sure that you had one. And, uh, you know, I told my coaching staff what what was going to happen. And, you know, they all agreed that 
it was the right thing to do. And, you know, that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's a right or wrong thing. And uh, we know that our school district failed these kids, unfortunately. And, you know, I wasn't going to let the school district use our kids as political pawns. And that's exactly, you know, what we decided to do is step up for them and do the right thing and, and give them the experience that every other senior was afforded this past alternate fall season. And, um, you know, we're, we couldn't be more thankful for the parents and the community support that we got. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a tremendous experience. You know, I was fortunate enough to win a state championship at Monona Grove and to have our last game end the way that, I, that it did was very, very similar feeling. You know, typically there's only a few happy teams at the end of the year. Um, you know, but we won our last game and with everything that we went through, uh, to see the way the kids and the parents responded, uh, it was a tremendous, tremendous experience and uh, something that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Hey, Coach, when when you guys and you said, "Look, I talked to my staff, and we we kind of knew, but we thought that this was the right thing to do." I, I I coached for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time, and I know that there are a lot of guys including myself, I think, because I haven't been, in, uh, been put in that position, that would talk a good game about it. Man, somebody should do this. Man, I would do it if I was given the opportunity. But you stepped out and did it. And I'm wondering the, the reaction that, and, and I watched a couple of interviews with parents, but the reaction that you got from the parents of the kids that played had to be unbelievable. Yeah, it truly was. And, um, you know, I, I knew going into this, you know, even when I took the job at West, you know, I knew the school district that I was getting involved with, and I knew that we were going to have to make some tough decisions along the way. And, you know, I came from a, a tremendous program at Monona Grove and learned the right way to do things for kids, like Stassi. And, um, you know, I was going to take that same attitude and that same effort into the school district, and I was going to plow through whoever I had Swiddle's to. Swiddle's disconnected to give these kids the experience that they deserve. And uh, that's exactly what we did. And, you know, when you do the right thing, you get a lot of praise for it. And, you know, it's not about the praise. It's about just doing the right thing. And if you're doing the right things for kids all the time, good things are going to come your way. Good things are going to come for our kids. And, you know, that's that's really the mantra that we just try to stand by all the way through my tenure at West and everything that I tried to do it when I was at Monona Grove. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do that as life keeps going and, uh, you know, things are going to work out just fine and, uh, there's going to be plenty more opportunities to come. Brad, um, Tom Swiddle, I apologize. I was disconnected there for a moment, so I didn't hear all of your, um, lead up to that. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so many layers to this story, just so many layers and, um, some of it's political, some of it is you know, um, school district, whatever, you know, you have your own sets of values that, that you um, have and, and certainly played a part into this. And I want you to know, Brad, that I've talked to a lot of coaches and it's amazing how many people have said to me, you know, you're the coach of the year <laughs> for what you did. You are the coach of the year, but you know, let's, let's get into some of these layers, uh, you, you know, that, you know, as a part of this story, now, you were quoted as saying, you know, they really didn't value what we've done. They haven't valued what we've done, and I understand that, and that's unfortunate. You know, how can there be such a huge disconnect between the Madison School District and the district student-athletes and parents? I mean, how, how is that possible? Well, it, it's a very interesting question, Tom. I mean, from the moment I showed up into the school district, I tried to present things to our principals to different athletic directors within the district to get them to understand and value what the sport of football can do for our kids, especially in our district. We have a tremendous amount of at-risk kids in this district. And I know, you know, from experience that if we can get more and more kids involved into our sport, we can help them scholastically. We can help them, uh, you know, from a mental standpoint to give them the structure to give them the discipline that they need later on in life. And I've been beating this drum. I truly have. And unfortunately, the school district, they just don't get it. If they valued the sport of football, it would be tremendous 
to see what we could do to change kids' lives at a huge capacity. You know, I mean, we've had 27 kids on our varsity team for the last five years at Madison West, and that's a travesty. You know, and I'm up and down the hallways begging every kid you can possibly think of. But unfortunately, our school district doesn't value the sport. And, you know, it's sad because they talk about, you know, equity and they, they, they preach a game, but they don't back it up at all. And if they did value it, we'd have 60 kids in our varsity program and we'd be changing that many more lives. We'd be getting that many more kids into college. We'd be getting that many more kids to make good life decisions. And, uh, you know, I, I pray every day that that's something that our school district will finally have that enlightening moment and uh, realize what sports and what football can truly do for these kids. And uh, if that day ever comes, man, it's going to be pretty special. It's going to be an awesome thing to, to win a bunch of football games, but to teach kids the right and wrong way to, to, to grow up in their adolescence and uh, be able to move on into their adult careers and, and become good fathers and husbands and all that stuff. And, you know, that's truly obviously what us coaches are, are ultimately trying to build, you know, into these kids. And, um, you know, our, you know, our school district is just many, many light years behind in that thinking. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep preaching the good word and I'm going to keep trying to push our kids in the community, uh, you know, to the right direction and, and give them opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have had. And, you know, that's kind of what I see, you know, myself and what I can do for kids. So we, we are talking to Brad Murphy, former head coach at Madison West. And what happened was he, he said, look, I, I can't sit by and watch as all the kids from around the state, except for my area in the Milwaukee area, are playing football. I've got too many kids that are asking me, how come we can't play coach? So we put together a Madison club team. And we'll talk about uh, later in the interview where he found his players and where the players all came from because they didn't, they're not just Madison West kids. Hey, uh, Brad, um, before we get to that part of it, what has been, uh, for you personally, what has been the reaction and has there been a lot of calls about how happy are you in Madison? Would you, any chance you'd move to our neck of the woods here in Wisconsin because we're looking for a coach? Yeah, I mean, I've received quite a few calls which is awesome and flattering and um you know for me it's it's very interesting because obviously i came like i said i came from monona grove that's a great tremendous school district um but a different community uh when i moved over into the madison schools you know it's it kind of changed my coaching perspective uh it it made me realize that i think i have a bigger call and i want to be able to help out a lot of kids in the at-risk community, and um, I feel like I have a, a good feel for for being able to connect with those kids and be able to help at a, a bigger level, and I think that's where I'm going to stay. Uh, I'm going to stay in the Madison area. It just depends on what I'm going to do and who I'm going to help, but, um, you know, for me, it's, it's just, once again, just doing the right thing, having a kid's first mindset, uh, and by doing that, I think, everything will fall into place for me and it'll fall into place for, you know, the next group of kids and parents that I'm going to try to help. Brad, I know we're getting up against a break here in a couple of minutes, but, you know, you use the word value and, you know, the the district doesn't value football. In what ways don't they value it? Can you give some concrete examples of, you know, the way, I don't know, your, your experience at Monona Grove and your experience at Madison West and, you know, what is it that they don't get? Yeah, so, you know, I can tell you as soon as I got to West, you know, I get there, we've got over 40 helmets expired that kids were wearing. Uh, we've got shoulder pads that are 40, between 30 and 40 years old. Um, we've got you know, practice jerseys that are just filled with mice poop and urine everywhere. Oh. Uh, it's, uh, it, it was pretty criminal stuff, to be honest. So, you know, it was just something that, you know, I, I didn't know it was that bad. I knew it was bad. You know, I, I knew I was walking into a program that had the most losing record over the past 30 years since I got there in the southern half of the state. I kind of went through the record books to look that up. Um, so I knew that there were some really bad things. So, 
you know, it, it's things like that. Going out to the practice field, we got rocks protruding out of every single area in our practice field. You know, and I complained about them like, we need to get these things dug up. We need grass on our fields. Uh, you know, us coaches just went out there. We took our shovels. We, dig, we dug up every rock. We planted all new grass seed. We did everything that we could over the last five years to improve this program and uh, give these kids, you know, the experience that they deserve. So, hey, let's. Um, hey, guys, let's get to a break. On the other side of the break, Brad, I want to talk to you about yeah, the administrators, and, and, and we don't need to name athletic directors or principals or any of that, but I'd like to know um, – you know, when you if you did go to them and say, "Look, I'm I'm doing this," uh, what their reaction was, and if you didn't, once they found out you were doing it, I'd like to know what their reaction was as well. He is Brad Murphy again, former head football coach at Madison West, and uh, former because he put together a Madison West football club. They went four zero, won their last game, and uh, feel pretty good about having these kids get a chance to suit up and play some football. And it's not so much the football. If you're listening to Brad, it's, look, football is important, but all the other lessons that he has taught these kids. And if you listen to any of the parent interviews that I listen to, they are so appreciative to Brad Murphy and his staff for stepping out and doing this for their kids. We'll continue our conversation with him on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella. Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the pick and save wisconsin football coaches association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. Our special guest, Brad Murphy, former head football coach at Madison West. 
And he was the head football coach for the Madison uh, Football Club. They went 4-0 uh, this year and, and uh, was let go. He found out on Twitter that they were looking for a new head football coach at Madison West. Hey, um, Brad, one question I have for you. You had talked about kind of what your mission is now and what you found out, you know, a little bit more about yourself. And, and does that mean that you'll stay in the Madison area even if there's no football that's associated with that? Um, I, I'll stay. Yes, I'm going to stay in the Madison area. You know, there, there's obviously a lot of schools here right in, in the Dane County area that I can go coach at. Um, and it's just a matter of where I feel like kind of landing. If I feel like doing that this fall, um, you know, there's other things I've, I've been coaching for a long time. This is my 17th year coaching high school football. And, uh, it's, it's been a tremendous run. I've had a, a ton of fun and, uh, a lot of great life experiences that I truly will never forget. Uh, but it's just got to be the right fit for me. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, weeding through those things. I still have a youth program that I'm highly involved with and uh, a lot of great kids coming up there. And it just depends on kind of where I want to impact lives. And, um, you know, it's just kind of to be determined right now. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know when I'll know, but, uh, I'm sure in the next few months here I'll, I'll figure out some things. Brad, you won't know until you know, and that will come, I'm sure. You know, I have so many questions for you that would just go so far beyond the time allotted for your interview this morning. But one of the things that that I want to ask you, I mean, there obviously was a lot of support for your club team. And, and just thinking about, equipment for instance I, I know you guys didn't use any equipment purchased by the madison school district right so you, you had to buy helmets helmets are not cheap you had to buy shoulder pads shoulder pads are not cheap so you were able to through fundraising and donations put together all the things needed to field a football team there had to have been so much support for what you were doing yeah there's no question uh it didn't take long to raise the funds to be honest you know i after I told my kids that we were going to do this, like I said, six months ago, if the school district shut us down, um, you know, I told the parents not long after that, um, that this was a possibility. And there was a lot of parents that were willing to, of course, you know, pay for their son's equipment, but they also sponsored another child. And uh, that's something that we've done in our program for a long time when it comes to camp gear. Uh, you know, we, we paid, you know, we got a lot of donations for a lot of things within our program. You know, I always had the refrigerator stocked in my football office for uh, as many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as you wanted to make, uh, chocolate milk, as much as you want to drink. Uh, those are all things that we made sure we had stocked in there each and every day. So, um, you know, we, we've had a ton of support. A, a lot of great thought has went into a lot of things that we've done over the years. And, um, you know, it was no different this time around. And I knew it would be that way. You know, we've got great parents that understand the support that we're trying to put into these kids' lives. And uh, they want to be able to help out any way that they can. And, you know, once we put up a GoFundMe page, you know, we really started to get a lot of money in there uh, for that. And it, that's really what allowed us to, to get our helmets, our shoulder pads. And then uh, the National Guard came through for us big time and <clears throat> bought us brand new jerseys for home and away. Um, so that was a huge, huge help, and uh, you know, hats off to those guys because uh, without them, we wouldn't have looked as good as we did on Friday nights. Brad, and I have to ask you, you know, and you may not have the numbers for this, but in your estimation, how many student athletes from Madison transferred somewhere else, and not just football, but but other sports, transferred somewhere else? in order to play perhaps their senior season or just to play sports? You know, I don't know the exact number, but I know I had a couple kids even off of my roster that did transfer. Um, and I was more than happy to see them transfer because I knew that this district was going to do what they did. And um, ultimately all I care about is the kids getting the experience that they deserve. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's uh, – Quite a few cases, you know, how many, I really don't know the number to that. Uh, you know, and that's the sad part, guys. You know, I, I, the last thing I ever want to do or wanted to do is encourage kids to leave our district 
to be able to go play a sport that they enjoy, that they love and uh, understand what it does for them and the benefits that it'll provide. Um, and, and that's the sad part. You know, I think, unfortunately, you're going to see more and more of it. You know, this this whole ordeal going through the pandemic really revealed, you know, what school districts have a kid's first mindset. And, you know, teachers and, and involved there too, you know, I mean, if you're into education and you're not into it for the kids, then why are we into education? So um, it's uh, very unfortunate that our kids got used as political pawns in all of this. And, you know, I, I have no problem standing up and, and doing the right things for kids and, and doing it in a safe way. And everybody in the state proved that you could do it in a safe way. So right. I knew the exact same thing. And uh, this, this right. wasn't right at all. So, uh, it, the numbers were very clear, and uh, we just did the right thing. So here we are today. Hey, uh, Brad, I uh, a really, really good friend of mine is Sandy Botham. And um known Sandy a long time, and Sandy, you know, was uh, was at Madison West, and I believe she may have brought you in as, as the head football coach. And so I've heard I've heard some stories, obviously, with uh, – with some of the things that have happened and, and what happened to her at, at Madison West. And I know that, uh, that she, uh, she asked me to say hello to you and, and hopes all is as well. And was not surprised at all that, uh, you were the guy that would step up to, to, to do this for the, for the mental health of these, uh, these student athletes. Um, the, when you, when you let people know that you were going to do this club team and you were going to accept kids from other schools, what was was it? Katie bar the door. Was there a ton of kids that came your way, or were there just a handful of, from other schools? What was the mix from the club team? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say, you know, big thank you to Sandy because she was a tremendous leader. Understood how terrible things had been at West, and she had a vision to make things immensely better. But when you get strong leadership in with people that are not leaders um, within the MMSD, you know, school district, they don't like it because you're pushing back and you're doing things that they're uncomfortable with. And uh, that's the way Sandy was. That's the way I was built. You know, I think that's why Sandy and I, of course, got along so well. Uh, You know, Sandy was the athletic director that brought me in. And after Sandy got let go, a lot of people don't realize this either. In my five years at West, I had 12 athletic directors. What? What? Are you serious? I swear to God. How is that possible? Because that's how many people got fired, and that's how many people were interim, and it was a juggling nightmare. And how can anything get done under those, athletically, under those circumstances? Nothing can get done. It's it's pretty, you know, it's pretty unbelievable, and it's a huge credit to the coaches that were over there that took the bull by the horns and just made it work. You know, it got to the point for me where I just said, hey, get my buses there on a Friday night, and I'll take care of the rest. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Hey, I can tell you that she was so passionate and was so happy to be the athletic director there. And she said, look, Michael, I, th- it's going to be a long time for us to get it to where we need to get it, but I think I think we can get it there. And oh, yeah. she was so excited about it. And I'll tell you what, she I think she couldn't believe some of the things that they were saying, no, no, you can't do this, or no, you really shouldn't do that, because she wants to, she believe, at least when I talked to her, she believes that that setting expectations for kids higher is, is how you're going to get there. And she yeah. she was one that, that wanted kids to walk the line and, and coaches to walk the line, and that's how we're going to get Madison West back to where it should be. And so I really appreciate your words. I didn't know that you had that many athletic directors after she she was let go. Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't, you know, I mean, they try to hide as much as they can because it's just a PR thing for them. So, um, you know, it, it is very unfortunate, but you're hundred percent right with what Sandy's vision was. And, you know, that's, that's every, uh, you know, business, every marriage, you know, when you put hard work and dedication, uh, into things, you're going to get great results. You know, it's no different than, you know, an athletic department, a football team, you know, you, you got to do the right things. You got to work hard, keep your nose to the ground, 
the grindstone and, uh, you know, things will start to turn. You, you start to get kids to believe and have a winning attitude and uh, a winning attitude in life and understand how to bounce back through adversity and all that good stuff that sports teaches us. And, you know, Sandy fully got that. And uh, it's just another example of, you know, once again, like I said, how the school district just doesn't value sports and to understand what a tremendous thing it can be for young people <sighs> and what it can down in their lives. So, and Mike, I know uh, we're going into a, a time. You go. We're okay. I, Keep going. I have to ask this question now. Obviously, there were repercussions against you for what you did. Are there going to be any repercussions against the athletes who chose to play football this spring and participate on your club team? Uh, it's interesting you ask that. You know, some of the uh, coaches and some of the administrators in MMSD they tried to get some of the kids to believe that. Um, so, of course, I had to battle that right away, and I called the WIAA just to make sure that there was going to be nothing that could be held against these kids if they played, especially as a junior. Um, and there was nothing that was going to be held against them from the WIAA standpoint, but once again, there was administrators and there was coaches in MMSD that were lying to kids and trying to make them think that they were going to get in trouble if they played on this club team. And it's just, you know... That kind of, I'm so used to it, guys, so I'm numb to it. I'm sure it's shocking to you guys, but, um, you know, that's the kind of people that are in this district. It's, it's sad. It's not a kid's first approach. I mean, for any coach from a different school to be mad at one of their student athletes to play on this club team, right? how selfish they are and what they're not thinking about what is right for kids. It's right for kids' mental health. It's right for their athletic ability they're not going to get better sitting on the couch every day you know get them outside let them play with their friends let them compete this is once again it's not rocket science if you don't understand this you're in the wrong profession 100 percent. he is brad murphy we could hey tom we could do four hours with this guy you know that we're right get him back on mike yeah we, we're gonna get him back on brad thank you so much for your time and and after talking to you like tom's i now i've got 50 more questions that i have for you the servant leadership heart that that you have brad i appreciate that so much and uh, thank you so uh just for coming on and doing what you did for these kids the last game of the year 28-6 over a really good milton team this madison club team got a win they went 4-0 and uh man i'm telling you if you're in the madison area i would convince brad murphy to be on my staff i don't care what sport it is i don't care if he's if he's never coached wrestling i don't care you want to be one of our wrestling coaches i'd have this guy on my staff hey brad thanks a lot for your time brother coach so much hey guys appreciate it and uh you know to your point even if i was coaching wrestling i guarantee i'd get to get the kids to fight hard that's for sure so uh, i appreciate it guys you guys take care today you bet thank you brad murphy thank you so much we're going to get to a break other side of the break doug sarver WFCA All-Star Game Chairman. we got a lot going on, and we'll talk to Doug. After that, the current electric superhero of the week, and then Dan Brunner. It's going to be a great show, and I just thank Tom for setting up the Brad Murphy interview. What a good man he is. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, on 1250 AM, The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show. I'm going to start taking over on this bumper music. Not happy with uh, Mitch's selection, so here on out. It's all, it's oh, all, man. man, come on now. We're going back to. That's rock and roll. Yeah, I, I know. That's for you, you heavy metal boys. We're going back to like Barry Manlow and stuff like that or something. We are presented by Bella. Like, this is a man show. Talking football with Barry Manilow. That's awesome. Presented Captain and Tennille. How about that one? Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, the fan, there's no doubt. Our next guest, 
He used to get out on the disco floor, listen to a little Sly and the Family Stone. He is Doug Starver. Doug Starver, WFC All-Star Game Chairman. Hey, Doug, how are you today? Good morning, Mike and Tom. I'm good. Good. You uh, you want us to play a little uh, a little more disco in those bumper musics, right? Yeah, those were the days of bell bottoms and platform <laughs> shoes, Mike. <laughs> that, that's that's why you and I are buddies, Styling right there. Styling in St. Francis. There you go. Hey, uh, Doug. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to uh, Brad Murphy, former head coach at Madison West, but my goodness. This guy stepped out, man. He stepped out, and he is paying the price. He, you can tell how much he loves being a high school football coach, but he, he, you know, he loved. He certainly loved the fact that he got these kids a chance to play. And and I can tell you, I got a text from a buddy of mine who I don't know if he agreed with it. He said, "Hey, is he really all about the kids? What about the whole COVID thing?" And uh, I texted him back and said, "Look, they played in spring, and I'd like to know how many kids." from the ages of 15 to 18, you know, got COVID as bad as the really old people because I think he did what he had to do um, in order, at least mentally, for these kids to to get better because there are some kids that are in deep, dark places because they're sitting there playing computer games in their basement for 14 months. Yeah, all I can do is wish him luck in his fight, Mike. Yep, I, I agree. And like I said, I don't care what sport it is. I'd want him... On my staff, how are things going with the All Star Game, Doug? It's coming up, man. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy here the last two months. You know, we went from being denied by UW Whitewater and UW Oshkosh, and then River Falls entered the equation, and then we had to put another plan together, and we worked on that, and came together with the universities, and, and worked with the. Uh, Athletic Director uh, Daryl Sims at Oshkosh and Operations Manager and Coach Kevin Bullis at uh, Whitewater, and and we're able to uh, get a, get our uh, SOP procedures uh, approved. And now we're in a crazy time trying to get everything done uh, in uh, we do usually in six months trying to get it done in a month. Well, Mike, and it, you know it needs to be said that. Uh and not just for Doug, but for Dan later on, you know, when you do something well and you do it every year, it's just kind of taken for granted that things are going to happen. And there, there's little thought to all the work that has gone into pulling something like the All-Star Games and, and the clinic off. And, and I can tell you from firsthand knowledge, the overtime that Doug has put into this all-star game um, just to get these things, you know, on the calendar and moving towards having the games. Um, Doug, this had to have been the most difficult lead up to the all-star games in any year since you've been chairman. Well, just, just like anything else that's going on during the pandemic, Tom, uh, you just, there's just too many unanswered questions and timelines. You just, you just can't make any decisions because uh, no one else can make any decisions. Right. So you're just kind of sitting there waiting. So what I tried to do is plan ahead, have things uh, ready to go in case uh, we were given the green light, and that's what we did. Well, and Tom, you know that I, what he just said is exactly the position that you and I, Dan, are in regarding the radio side of it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to plan ahead, but it's hard for me because um, I haven't been able to get a decision um, from, my, from, from my company if we can go ahead and do this. And I'm hoping that here in the next you know week to 10 days, either a yes or a no. As a sales guy, maybe is the worst answer. I, I Give me a no before you give me a maybe. And the maybe part just makes you keep working it, working it, working it, and, and then if it comes back... As a no, you've kind of wasted a lot of time, and I'm hoping that's not what we're doing. What I'm having, you know, what I'm doing and having you guys do, Tom. But we're we're trying from this end to figure it out and figure out how we can we can help on that side. And I just when when Doug said, "Look, nobody can can make a decision." That's that's the toughest part. These games, July 16th and 17th, made a change. The eight man game is going to be Friday night, July 16th at six o'clock, small school. At uh, Saturday, July seventeenth, at two o'clock, large school 
Saturday, July 17th at 6 p.m. So a little bit of a change where instead of having three games in one day, you're going to have one game on Friday, two games on Saturday, Doug. And I think that uh, that that also sets a little bit of a wrench in, in, in your template on how you've done this for years. Right. Uh, in, in our negotiations or our talks with UW Oshkosh, it was plain to see that they preferred not to have everybody there at one time and also not having teams all coming into the dorm on Friday night to stay overnight and have six teams there uh, waiting for Saturday's game. So we obliged them by uh, making the game for the eight-man on Friday night at 6. And we also, one of the other things we did, Mike, was uh, we added the third site this year in order to help with uh, spreading the teams around is uh, we added UW River Falls. And UW River Falls has just been outstanding to work with. Yeah, and so, Doug, there are some changes this year, obviously. So, you know, somebody who's familiar with the All-Star Games has participated in the past. Um, We're going to have the games, but it is going to be different. And I think regardless of the changes that you've had to implement, it's still going to be a great event. Yeah, I I don't know how much the changes are going to affect the enjoyment of the game. I don't think a whole lot. The major changes that you're going to see, pandemic um, responses, probably wearing masks indoors still. Outside, the masks don't have to be on. So I think the practices are going to be pretty much the same. Uh, One of the things that we're doing that the universities, we've been able to agree with the universities on and, and get set is the testing policy. So each player and coach participating in the game either has to have a negative test taken 72 hours before they arrive, within 72 hours before they arrive, or a fully vaccinated card. So those are the two ways that they're going to have to be able to participate. Hey, um, Doug, when, when, when you start putting this together and there's so many moving parts and, you know, player selection had to be held off a little bit until the spring guys played. T- tell, uh, talk a little bit about that part of it where normally you'll have your roster kind of set a while ago, but now kind of waited to, for the spring guys to play to start asking some of those seniors as well. So that's been a little bit difficult on these coaching staffs. Yeah, what we did with the fall, we had the fall nominations done by December 1st, and we sent them out to the coaching staffs for evaluation. What they did is evaluate the fall athletes and rank them by position. Then we waited for, of course, the alternate spring season to finish up or just get toward the end of the finish. The nominations came in, and they did the same thing with those guys, and then they selected the team. But that was all done in a much quicker time period than usually is done. Hey, hey, Tom, are you still there? I am. Okay, so so when you were the head coach and you were the head coach twice, um, how difficult will it be or has it been, do you think, for these coaches? Or has it just been, okay, we're just going to delay some of this and to be able to ask some of these other players to get your roster set? Well, there's always difficulty in, in the roster and, and, you know, because there are – you know, you set a, a roster and, and kids will drop out for various reasons. And uh, I just think that uh, the challenge this year for the head coaches and their staffs is, um, you know, keeping keeping that list of alternatives, uh, the you know, the people who you would go to uh, handy as, as this happens. And um, I can imagine that there has been a tremendous amount of work put into shaping their, their rosters and hopefully that uh, you know it's going to stay together as they as they pick the team. Um, you know, I had guys drop out uh, literally. JJ Watt dropped out of the game literally a week before camp was going to start. You know, oh. and and uh, you know he's just one of the guys that I had through the years that did that. So um, yeah, and, and you know, and Doug has mentioned it's a shorter time frame this year to get everything ready. No well, doubt. There's tr- yeah, there's a lot of work going on by those coaches to keep this together for sure. And, and still trying to raise the kind of money that, that uh, this this game and this uh, this whole event raises for Wisconsin, for uh, Children's Hospital or Children's Wisconsin, as it's called now. And I really appreciate the job that, 
that you guys do and these student athletes and their families do for that. We'll continue our conversation with Doug Sarver. He's the WFC All-Star uh, Game Chairman, and uh, we got a lot more questions for him. After Doug, we'll talk to our current electric uh, superhero of the week. She's coming up, a girl from McGuanago. You're not going to want to miss her because she's really impressive. And then Dan Brunner, WFC Executive Director. We'll talk with him uh, to end the show. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Disco 70s with Doug Sarver. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, 1250 AM, the fan. I know the associate head coach at Arrow is tapping his feet. A couple of his shoes maybe right now. Who knows? He's <laughs> Tom Swiddle. Right? Maybe not. Those, those Marquette boys never had any rhythm anyway. Our special guest, Doug Sarver, WFC All-Star Game Chairman. Hey, Doug, um, with with everything going on, and I know that I've talked to Tom a lot about the, the, the money side and the donation that, that we're going to end up and looking to make uh, to Children's of Wisconsin. You guys, last year there wasn't a game, and there was still money and a lot of money that was donated over there. And that really is uh, the, the kind of the core behind what this is, is all about is is to teach these kids not only to get them to, to, to meet other kids from different areas, to highlight, promote, and celebrate their high school career, but at the end of the day, to get them to understand a giving back to the to society and giving back to, to a place like Children's of Wisconsin, I think Doug just really it, it just kind of teaches kids just a great great lesson prior to them leaving to go to college. Yeah, Mike. This year we weren't able to have the in-person fundraising meeting uh, where they have the videos and we bring in families and they kind of get a sense of why this game is played. Uh, but we are uh, this uh, tomorrow. Actually, we do have. Uh, three one-hour meetings with each of the site teams uh, on, in a Zoom. And they've been sent a lot of stuff up front, so they hopefully they're on the website and they're looking at the videos and seeing why we play the game. They're going to fundraise. Uh, it started last week. They're off to a very good start already. This fundraising will go through the All-Star game. That's a little different than in normal. It's usually done uh, a couple week or a couple months before. So this year it's going to go through the all-star game and Doug getting back to some of the changes for the all-star games this year and, and Mike you know this but typically the coaches would report on Saturday the players report on Sunday for camp this year everybody's reporting on Tuesday so you you had to shorten the the camp experience because of COVID correct yeah, in our talks with the universities and some of the things that we thought we needed to do to get approval was shorten the week, and we shortened it by two days, and also shorten the rosters, and we did that by about five players So uh, on each roster. So those are some of the things that we did early. Now, if we were in talks right now, those things probably would be able to stay in place, but we had to get approval back in uh, March and April. Right. So those things were negotiated. Hey guys, on uh, and and I can tell people if they're feeling led that they want to be able to uh, to to help um, with the, the the raising the funds that that this game does for uh, Children's of Wisconsin. Chwevents.org. Chwevents.org. Go to and I just Googled um, Children's of Wisconsin All Star Game and it goes right to that page and it gives you a chance to donate. It gives you it answers a lot of questions you may have and then player resources, but it's right there and there's some great pictures from past games of of kids high fiving uh, some of the players and things like that. And it just is a, is a nice way for um, people that if you don't know a player, don't know a kid who's going to be playing in that game, but you still want to be able to give back and and help us uh, raise the amount of money that we're hoping to raise to give to Children's of Wisconsin. Again, chwevents.org. 
org is the place that you're going to want to go to. Hey, I, you had talked a little bit about some of the changes, Doug, as far as you know what you guys had to put into place in order to get this um, to, to happen. The kids that are going to be playing in this year's game, they don't understand some of the things, and and they won't miss some of the things that you know Tom's groups and Tom's son got a chance to to do because we're not we can't do them anymore at least for this year and I kind of feel bad but the fact that they're still going to be able to get together they're still going to be able to practice a little bit and get out on the field at UW Oshkosh and play that game you know, next to guys that they played against, and now they're all on the same team, I, I just think is a wonderful experience. And the amount of work that you guys had to put in on the back end of this is just incredible. So I just thank you for that. Yeah, Mike, we just we wanted to make sure that we were able to provide a safe but very enjoyable experience. One of the things I wanted to make sure was that the experience wasn't hurt too much and the enjoyment each player will have is as good as it would was in the future or in the, in the past. Yep. So one of the things that we're, we're working with right now, originally we had to commit to only four spectators per player or coach. And I talked to uh, athletic director Daryl Sims yesterday, and they're working on uh, lifting some of the restrictions for spectators up on the, on the campus at Oshkosh. And we're comfortable that we think we'll be able to provide at least double that and maybe even more than that going forward. Well, that would be great, Doug. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I agree. And guys, don't forget, look, I'm looking at the top participants already, the top teams, and um, we're off to a great start. Got a long way to go to hit that goal. Again, uh, chwevents.org if you're feeling led to to help us out. Hey, Doug, thank you so much. I appreciate a few minutes of your time and, and look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Doug. You got it. Hey, guys, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Amber McCormick from McGuanago High School as our current electric superhero of the week. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. 